From the birthplace of radio's greatest era. Now, from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat to New York hospitality. All joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, Kevin McCullough, welcome. Uh, glad you're here. Um, it, it's a very interesting uh, day to be alive and to be watching what's going on, uh, because as we're going to get into on the show... Uh, there's there's lots of different angles of the law and aspects of the law that affect us in so many different ways. But as someone who has been watching very carefully since the 2020 election, what is going on in the courts across the uh, across the country as it pertains to election integrity? I've I've been I've been more than a little pessimistic about the uh, actual improvement of elections and of the integrity of the elections um, in, in all but just a couple of places. Uh, I think Wisconsin's done a good job of cleaning up uh, a lot of the mess that they had. Um, but Arizona is starting to get its act together. And I really have to I really have to hand it to some people that have been very vigilant uh, in in the in the issues there, because a lot of the rest of the country forgot about it, moved on, said you know, what's happened has happened and there's nothing we can do to fix it now. Better luck next time kind of thing. But there's this group out of Washington called Restoring Integrity and Trust in Elections, R-I-T-E, that scored a, a big, big win this week uh, to restore something that I think is pretty simple to understand. Um, they They have won on the issue of signature matching to authenticate mail-in ballots. The um, Supreme Court there, or, or the, um, the the organization Restoring Integrity and Trust, sued the Arizona Secretary of State, challenging the state's unlawful signature match process. While state law required county recorders to match mail ballot signatures with signatures in the voter's registration record, so they they had they had signed their registration record at some point that was on file. They were supposed to match the signature to that. Um, the secretary instructed them in the last two election cycles. So this goes back to 2020 to use a broader and less reliable universe of comparison signatures, which meant that the secretary was requiring ballots to be counted despite using a signature that did not match anything in the voters registration record. And the judge said in the Superior Court of uh, for the county of Yavapai, the judge there said that this is a clear violation of the law. The court went so far as to say that the statute was clear and unambiguous and that the legislature intended for the recorder to attempt to match the signature on the outside of the envelope to the signature on the documents that the voter used to register. The court found that the secretary's signature match process unlawfully contradicted plain language of the statute by permitting signature comparison with documents that had nothing to do with the act of registering. So you had where the law could not have been more clear. The signature on the ballot must match the signature that's on record for the voter, for that voter, when they registered to vote, they had to have a signature that matched the exact signature. And evidently what had happened, and I, I don't have all of the details uh, in front of me at this very moment, but what had happened was this secretary of state 
under under COVID. Remember, all of this shenanigan, all these shenanigans were pulled during COVID. Under COVID, the Secretary of State wrote a guidance manual that said that they could use any number of documents to match signatures with. And in one specific county, there were 70,000 ballots that were signature approved in two seconds. So how did that happen? President Trump lost Arizona. I I think it was by less than 11,000 votes. You had 70,000 votes in one batch alone that got signature approved and counted in two seconds. The, the, the judge in this particular case probably, well, and, and he shouldn't, he does not have, this is not him weighing in on whether or not the election of 2020 or 2022 were stolen. But it sure seems to have some degree of importance on the relevant issue at hand if Arizona had been required to match signatures the way they always had. And by this judge saying that the, that the Secretary of State acted unlawfully, there should be some sort of recompense for that. There should be relief. I don't know if it's that they get to count, they get to go back and, and recount and use the, the, the signature standard that they should. But how can you have honest elections if the counting of the votes cannot be done honestly? And that's what Carrie Lake has been saying since she was running, since, since the 2020 election. People in Arizona have said, they're not doing this the way the law requires them to. And they're becoming the people that then have the positions to make the law. Uh, it's interesting because this may, in fact, there's another case winding its way through the Arizona courts. And it's uh, it has to do with the the secretary of state's race. And the um, the man who's running in that race, and I forget his name. Um I may have it here quickly. Yeah, Abe Hamada. Abe Hamada challenged for the Secretary of State's race. In his particular lawsuit, um, there was a judge that said that he had a valid point in, in bringing his suit for appeal. But then the judge didn't want to be in hot water for opening this can of worms. So instead of signing the, the papers and giving final judgment in his case, he just said, I'm not going to sign the papers. Well, this last week, the Arizona Supreme Court and citizens across the state pelted him. And that judge finally signed his paperwork. Now, Abe Hamada's um, election challenge gets to go to its next appeal. Here's, here's why that's important. That race was lost by 200 votes, and there are 9,000 votes that were cast that have not been counted that legally should have been. Um, so, and, and everybody knows those 9,000 votes exist and that they, they should be counted. So we'll see where that goes. Anyway, uh, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Uh, we're talking legal stuff. Stay here.
Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, vice chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet. You need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best, period. <laughs> so tune in, Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. With over 100 years of law enforcement and his family's blue blood, Tommy Settner gives a just-the-facts, bird's-eye street perspective on all things current events, politics, law enforcement, and entertainment. Joined by Robin DeLore, producer and entertainer. The Tommy Settner Show. Buckle up, America. Listen to The Tommy Settner Show with Robin DeLore, weekdays at noon on AM 970, The Answer. You have all helped support my pillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about the My Slippers, Giza Sheets, My Pillow 2.0, and more. Great news! The My Pillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. They are extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels and two washcloths regular price is 79.98 for a limited time you can get this six pack towel set for only 39.99 with promo code joe p that's a 50 percent savings go to mypillow.com call 800-651-0798 use the promo code joe p to save 50 percent on the my pillow six pack towel sets this is Mike Gallagher. Sign up today for an unforgettable experience in Israel this October. Dennis Prager and I are traveling to the Holy Land on the Stand with Israel tour with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. This is a trip of a lifetime. You don't want to miss it. Register today before it's too late. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com, StandWithIsraelTour.com, or call 855-565-5519, 855-565-5519. And together, let's Stand with Israel. Tweet us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM970. TheAnswer.com. Listen to us online at AM970TheAnswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or Odyssey.com. Hugh Hewitt doesn't see Biden back. What a surprise. This is a shocker. Voters overwhelmingly think President Biden is too old to run for re-election and give him low mark for his handling of the economy and other issues important to their vote. I just think he's obviously infirm. I don't believe that shuffle is going to work. You don't want a 90-year-old president, period. And you don't want an 80-year-old president. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at 3, right before Joe Piscopo at 6. on AM 970, The Answer. Our hosts tell it like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970, The Answer. Of all the boys, boys, boys. And now, boys, from boys, New York, boys, boys, back to Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. Of all the boys I've known and I've known some. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. You know, on Thursdays, we, we tip to the legal side of the news. Today, uh, I think my eyes were uh, shocked when I actually saw that uh, Hunter Biden is soon to be indicted, according to federal officials. Here to discuss is uh, top prosecutor uh, Andy McCarthy, who is also the senior uh, fellow at the uh, National Review. And when, in terms of legal studies and uh, opinion and commentary, he is like the man to go to. That's why you see him all over Fox News. Andy, what are the feds saying about um, the supposed indictment that may be coming down this month on Hunter Biden? Well, they're now saying, Kevin, that they may indict him in two weeks. But I, I really think that we should be very skeptical of everything we're hearing from this prosecutor who 
obviously has spent five years trying to bury the uh, Biden administration. Uh, what I've been trying to point out to people is um, this is the easiest layup of a case of all time. It's very straightforward. All the facts, this is the gun charge against Hunter Biden who lied on a uh, uh, federal firearms application required form that you have to fill out when you purchase a firearm uh, from a licensed dealer. So uh, he lied about his drug usage um, and should have been disqualified from getting the gun, got the gun, and then lost the gun uh, several days later. He was ultimately recovered, but you know, um, a lot of irresponsible behavior. Even even on the issue of whether or not he lost it has been debated on some level, hasn't it? I mean, it was, wasn't it more like dumped? Well, it was dumped, but I think, you know, there's a lot of facts that uh, if this was anyone else, Kevin, we would know everything there is to know about this. Right. <laughs> but, but, you know, like, for example, I, I explained to somebody today who's, who, like, whose jaw dropped when I said this, but it's just a, um, it's a fact. Uh, it looks like there was actually two guns involved. Uh, because if you remember, the what we heard about this was he lies on the form, and the gun that he's talking about purchasing there is a revolver, which is the gun they refer to in the uh, diversion agreement that we saw about six weeks ago. Um, but when he is recorded in the video that the New York Post has uh, shown pictures of, a few days after buying the gun, when he's in a in a room brandishing the gun with a with a prostitute. Um, that's not a revolver. It's it looks like it's a it's a uh, a Glock. So it looks like there's more than one gun involved. But, but I think most people don't even uh, haven't even noticed that. Um, but my point here is just to go back to what you originally asked me. This is the layup case of all time, and it would take about ten or fifteen minutes to present it to a grand jury. Um, it would be a one paragraph indictment. So why talk about I expect maybe in two weeks after five years, we're going to bring an indictment. Why don't you just go to the grand jury and indict it? That's what any other prosecutor would do. Right. You don't talk about doing it. You just go do it. And the thing is, Weiss didn't really want to tell us anything yesterday about his intentions. The only reason he had to make a statement is because the judge demanded that she give him a status report on what's going on with the case because the statute of limitations is going to run at the end of this month. So she wanted to know, is there any action that I need to take here? And I think actually Weiss would have been say nothing and let the statute run. Um, so what he went in to court and did yesterday basically was say, oh, yeah, I think uh, in about two weeks we may indict him. Um, but I'll believe it when I see it. Well, it's 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 just a very different kind of slant of justice uh, compared to what uh, the, the Trump side of the equation is getting these days. And I'm just curious, um, as I guess, you know, the, the American people are going to decide for themselves. But. Right. But ultimately, this kind of uh, two-tiered or, or double-sided system, th this has to be seen by the voters for what it is. Do you think there's any chance that the public is not paying attention to what's going on here? I think a lot of the public is engaged, and this is an issue that's going to have a lot more resonance and be a lot more powerful in connection with the election than I think Democrats realize. Um, there are a lot of people who don't like Donald Trump, but also don't like the way he's being treated. Like, for example, um, you know, I, I find it I find and maybe this is just because what I used to do for a living. But I, I don't have any trouble separating out um, how I feel about some of the behavior that's been charged against Trump and the fact that his due process rights are being run roughshod over. Right. You know, we now know he's he's been. Scheduled for a trial on March the 4th in connection with a case where there's 12 million documents in discovery and where the prosecutor, in order to make it difficult for Trump to prepare for trial, actually indicted him in another case in another jurisdiction a thousand miles away, which means, you know, I, even if he had nothing going at all but the post-January 6th case uh, in Washington, that would be very hard to get prepared for by March 4th. 
but under circumstances where the prosecutor made sure that another major case was brought against him so he, he and then pushed the judge in Florida to set an early trial date um, to make it very difficult for Trump to prepare for trial to me is outrageous and if you add to that the fact that Smith and the judge there judge Tanya Chuckin a um, the Obama appointee who's got the case in Washington right they're both saying that uh, they have to act quickly because of the public interest in a speedy resolution of this case. The public doesn't have speedy trial rights. The Constitution gives a speedy trial right to the defendant, to the accused. What the judge's job is to do the due administration of justice, which means if you're in a complicated case, you make sure that the defendant has enough time to prepare for trial. And it just seems to me they're doing exactly the opposite. Isn't that the basis for an appeal? And could could that even be appealed pre-trial? Yeah, well, that's the big question. You know, the, the preference. Because I would just think law. and I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just think yeah, twelve point eight million documents. How does how does any legal team prepare? And you not only have to have the ability to have access to the documents, you have to know what they say. And you're allowed a just defense of whatever that evidence uh, imposes. Yes. Not only is that all right, but, you know, one of the things Smith did was say, well, yeah, it's twelve point eight million documents. But we've we've compiled. A, uh, a binder here that has all the important stuff. No, 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 so now, no, isn't, no. Isn't no. that nice of the prosecution? They're going to tell the defense what the, what the important right. stuff is. Right. I'd trust you that know. about as far as I could kick it. I mean, that's right. the way. That's, oh, they, they, and they actually did that. They did a summary binder awful for nice me. Of them, though. Awful nice of them. Well, yeah, and who knows if there was any exculpatory stuff that didn't happen to make it into the binder. Um, Andy, let me ask you, what what's your sense? You, you've been around a long time. You've prosecuted a lot of cases. Do any of these things get appealed? Do we have an election? I mean, Trump's likely the nominee, although we haven't begun to cast the votes yet. But I, I, if he doesn't get knocked out in Iowa, New Hampshire, or South Carolina, I don't see him. I see him running the table on Super Tuesday. I don't know who at that point uh, outdoes him. So if he if he goes three and zero out of the shoot, you're looking at a very likely matchup of the current resident of the White House and the guy previous to him, and all of this all of this legal garbage hanging in the air. What what do you, what is your sense of what happens? Gee, Kevin, you know it's never happened before in the history of the country. So it's really hard to say because we just we just don't know and i keep saying anybody who tells you they know what's going to happen here is either lying or smoking yeah all right andy mccarthy always appreciate your insights thank you for your time thanks kevin you got it kevin mccullough coming right back don't go away With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting the first day of school is providing challenges for major U.S. cities that are struggling with the influx of tens of thousands of migrants. In New York City alone, public schools have opened classrooms to nearly 20,000 children arriving with parents seeking asylum. Schools could face further challenges in the coming months because of a recent spike in the number of families illegally entering the U.S. from Mexico. The hunt for an elusive murderer who escaped a Pennsylvania prison has stretched into a second week. Residents of the Philadelphia suburbs, where he's believed to be hiding, say they're on edge but comforted by police presence. Hundreds of heavily armed searchers are scouring roads, neighborhoods, and dense woodlands. Danilo Souza Cavalcanti, a 34-year-old from Brazil, got a life sentence last month for killing his ex-girlfriend. More at srnnews.com. Sponsored by Route 22 Toyota Service Department. If you're tired of dealing with dummies, go experience the smart way to service your Toyota. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. The Orange look to get to 2-0 as Western Michigan comes to the Dome Saturday. Hi, I'm Matt Park. Join us for Orange pregame at 2.30, kickoff 3.30 Saturday on AM 970, The Answer. New York's home for Syracuse University football. Like AM 970, The Answer? Then don't forget to like us on Facebook. Interact with us. Share your thoughts about your favorite shows. Give feedback to our hosts. Share your opinion on hot topics. Learn about events and more. AM970TheAnswer.com. Wake up with Joe Piscopo at 6 
Ride home with John Katz and Matisse at 5 on AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna & Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. Have you been injured in a construction site accident? Have you fallen from a scaffold, ladder, or height while on the work site? If the answer is yes, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. In most cases, the law in New York favors you as the plaintiff if injured in a fall while working on someone else's property. It is important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bertuna and Cammons at 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Cammons, fighting for justice, fighting for you. Are you considering a unique way to enhance your investment knowledge this year? Then sign up today for the all-inclusive Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. Along with our trusted partner, The Money Show, we're setting sail this December to explore some of the most beautiful and unspoiled destinations in the Caribbean. But this is no ordinary vacation. It's a chance to learn from top Eagle Financial experts like best-selling authors George Gilder, Mark Skousen, and others who will be hosting a series of workshops and seminars throughout the trip. Imagine lounging on the sun deck while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals or enjoying a gourmet dinner at the same table with one of our leading financial authorities. This once-in-a-lifetime cruise is a perfect way to combine education and relaxation to achieve your investment goals. This cruise will sell out quickly, so visit EagleFinancialCruise.com today to learn more and to secure your cabin. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. And now, from New York, back to Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. You know, on Thursdays, we tilt towards the legal end of the spectrum, and um, I am so honored to have my next guest with me. In fact, uh, for a while, uh, well, he's, he's, you hear him all the time on my show, uh, but there, there's these little spots. But we used, to, we used to chat a little bit about uh, what he would have coming up on his show in the weekend, and it is by far uh, the, the firm and the legal team that I endorse and tell people about when they're talking about how to set up their end-of-life planning. I'm talking about, of course, Mike Connors of Connors & Sullivan. Mike, it's good to have you on the show. Thanks for being here. Um, let me ask you, you, you know, we talk about very specific kind of niche questions with your question of the week each week. Let me ask you a, a, a kind of a more 35,000 foot view question. What should someone do if they've never decided to take control of their of their planning for end of life? Where, where do they start? Maybe they've they've gotten into mid to late adulthood and they're like, I haven't even done one thing of this. Where, where do they begin? You know, first of all, everybody should have a will. I don't care what your circumstances are. Everybody should have a will. A will is a writing that disposes of assets in your name alone. It's got to be witnessed by two people legally. And it appoints an executor. And that's one of the most important parts about a will. You don't want chaos after you're gone. You want somebody in charge. And that person is your executor, who 90, 95% of the time is going to be a family member, spouse, son, daughter, trusted nephew or niece, whatever. And that's an extremely important document to have. And people come to me, well, I've got everything with beneficiaries that don't need a will, but things happen in this world. You know, you, you can be passed away in an accident. You could be hit by a bus. Who, who's in charge of the lawsuit? Who collects the money from the lawsuit? Uh, you... you you have some miscellaneous assets. You have checks in the mail. You have a car. You have a checking account with nobody's name on it. Everybody should have a will. That's really without exception. But a will is a very limited document. One of the limitations of will is it has no effect when you're alive. So if you want to put somebody in place to pay your bills, protect your assets, God forbid you have a stroke or another disabling illness, then you think about a PAV attorney, a durable PAV attorney. And that's where you appoint someone, again, usually a family member, to pay your bills, protect your assets. God forbid you have a stroke or another disabling illness. Now, you have to be careful about a PAV attorney. 
because if you give it to the wrong person, they could wipe you out. They could steal you blind. Right. But at the same time, if you don't have a power of attorney and somebody needs to access assets, then you have to go through court. And in my experience, going through court, just the total amount of fees is staggering sometimes because you're paying for, you know, a lawyer for the person who's trying to appoint a guardian. You pay for a lawyer for the person who's having guardian appointed. You maybe have some court-appointed lawyers to investigate the case. And sometimes, you know, the, the fees can be staggering. So one way to avoid that is to have a family member, hopefully a family member you trust, to be your power of attorney, to pay your bills, protect your assets in case, you know, you suffer from a disabling illness. Or in some cases, you're just 95 years old and you don't want to pay your bills anymore. And go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say, so the the will, the power of attorney, uh, these are like kind of no brainers and everybody should do them. Um, we've talked a little bit in, uh, well, we've talked a lot about uh, trusts. Uh, how how important is it for everyone to have uh, trusts in addition to their, their will? Well, I would say as a blanket statement, if you own real estate, it's pretty important to do a trust because, you know, you can avoid probate. You can go through it going through court if you have somebody else's name on your assets. So if you have bank accounts and trust or joint, if you have a brokerage account that's TOD, transfer on death, uh, you have your IRA with beneficiaries, those assets will not go through court, will not, will avoid probate. But if you own real estate, the only effective way to avoid probate on real estate is through a trust agreement. Yeah, you can put your son or daughter's name on the deed, but so many bad things can happen when you do that. You put your son's name on the deed. He's married. He dies before you. All of a sudden, you're in partnership with his wife. And you may not be crazy about that, especially when she gets remarried in a couple of years and part of your house may go to an absolute stranger. <laughs> so that's where the trust that's where the trust comes into play. You control where the house goes, where your co-op condo house, where it goes. It goes to your son or your daughter. If something happens to your son and he passes away before year, normally the share would go to his children, your grandchildren not his wife. And it goes out tax-free in New York uh, up to $6.5 million. And that's $6.5 million for husband, $6.5 million for wife, if we plan it right. So we can get $13 million out tax-free. That is that is a huge deal. Friends, we've barely scratched the surface here, but you can understand my great affection for Mike Connors and his entire team. I would really strongly encourage you, anything related to your end-of-life planning, 718-238-6500 is that number, 718-238-6500. Mike Connors, sure appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you again, Kevin. You got it. Kevin McCullough, coming right back. Stay here. Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn's signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. Hi, this is Joan Herman, host of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life. Every Sunday night, some of the world's most inspirational and influential people join me to discuss health and wellness, professional development, and personal well-being. They share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Take time for yourself. Tune into Conversations with Joan every Sunday night at 10 p.m. right here on AM 970 The Answer. If you miss a show, be sure to visit our website so you can listen on demand. And while you're there, read our digital magazine and take part in our book club. Visit CYACYL.com. That's CYACYL.com. 
this decade is looking like the worst one to retire or be retired in. For more than 30 years, Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch has been helping Americans invest, protect, and grow their assets. Subscribe to Retirement Watch and you'll get three months of Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch newsletter, five model portfolios, five free reports covering issues like estate planning and annuities to help you protect your money from the government and grow your nest egg, all for just $19.95. Sign up today at yourretirementwatch.com, yourretirementwatch.com. Brandon Tatum, weeknights at 8 on AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Brandon Tatum has an easy way to deal with looters. You don't have a right to other people's property, and you don't have a right to take advantage of people in a crisis. I I feel no pity for you. If you loot somebody's store, somebody's house, if they bust a cap in your rear end, I have no pity. I don't feel sorry for you at all. I'm, I'm, I'm almost to the point where I'm willing to celebrate. The Officer Tatum Show, weeknights at 8, right before Sebastian Gorka at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. Two things that hit a family budget the hardest, the price of gas and of groceries. Let us ease that pain at the pump when you enter the $18,000 gas and groceries giveaway. The grand prize winner gets $10,000 in gift cards for gas and groceries. Three first prize winners each get $1,000 gift cards, and 10 second prize winners will get $500 gift cards for gas and groceries. That's $18,000 total. To enter, go to am970theanswer.com. We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 and evenings at 10 on AM 970. The answer. Ooh, what a little moonlight can do. Back to Kevin McCullough, live from New York. Ooh, what a little moonlight. All right, Kevin McCullough, you know, on Thursdays, we tend to skew a little bit towards the legal end of things, and I'm so pleased that Plaza College of uh, New York has uh, come alongside and decided that they were going to be a sponsor of these discussions. And one of the really fun things I love about Plaza College is that they are helping people find careers that some people didn't even know they wanted to do, that didn't even know that it could be um, fun to do. And I'm talking, of course, about court reporting. I've learned a lot about it in the last year uh, in our discussions with different people from Plaza College, but somebody who uh, probably knows the profession as well as anybody professionally that we could bring on is my next guest. Uh, Anthony Frizzalone joins us, uh, and he is a he is the chief court reporter for the Eastern District of New York, and he joins us. Uh, Anthony, it's good to have you with us. Um, Thank you, Kevin. You, you work uh, in a pretty big court um, situation. I mean, the, the Eastern District handles a lot of big cases. How long have you been doing it, and what brought you to the profession of court reporting? So my total time in the court reporting profession is, it'll, uh, as a matter of fact, it'll be 30 years in February. So I started in 1994, uh, right out of school. And uh, I've been with the federal court. It'll be 19 years in December. Well, and wh- the the idea that took you there was what? Well, while I was in high school, I, I went to a, a Catholic high school in the Bronx, and uh, the the religious order was focused on education. And so I thought I had a calling to become a teacher. And I have you know a, a very dear aunt of mine. She was a, a assistant principal in the public schools and worked her way up through the teaching ranks. And we had talked, and and then one day my uncle, her brother who was a supervising court clerk in criminal court in Manhattan said to me, why do you want to become a teacher? For? You know, and this was back in the early nineties when <laughs> teachers weren't really making a high salary and, you know, still don't. And he said, why don't you come down to the courthouse? So I went, so I went one day on my day off from school with him. He showed me around, you know, all the different job titles. And, and at the, basically the end of the day, I met the court reporters. And, and so when I sat down with them and they started talking to me about the machine, the, it, it started to make sense to me because I, I come from a musical background. I, I'm, I play the drums since I was 40 and 
it, it reminded me of sitting behind a musical instrument. And especially when the reporters started talking about theory and reading your notes and, you know, it all clicked like, hey, this is like reading music and, you know, you're performing in front of people. So it, it was very comfortable for me. And I basically looked at them. And I'm like, all right, so where do you go to school? And they said right up on Broadway. And at the time, the core reporting school, um, Plaza College's predecessor, actually, um, was right there on Broadway. And I said, this is perfect. I grew up in the Bronx. It was a train ride down on the number six line. And it was just, it just all made sense. It was a perfect fit. And so I graduated high school in 91 in June. And three months later, I started my course. Wow. Um, yeah. So in 30 years uh, hence, you're still doing it. What do you love about it? You know, I love working with, well, I love working with the people, uh, the, the, the staff of core reporters, whether it's been here at the Houston district or my previous assignments in state court, they're all wonderful people and they all come from very diverse backgrounds and, and, and they make the job interesting just, you know, in the office, in the courtroom, again, I meet all types of lawyers, you know, whether it's from the civil side, the criminal side, you know, they're, they're amazing people. Um, you know, and, and no one, and no day is exactly like the other. You know, this isn't like some office jobs where it's the same paperwork, it's the same sort of routine. I, I could have a gun possession case on Monday and have another one on Tuesday with totally different fact pattern. And, and, and it's just all sorts of interesting again. Yeah. You know, and, and, and so like no, no day is exactly the same. And that's what keeps me coming back. I mean, and, and, you know, were you interested in, uh, in legal crime, you know, crime dramas, stuff on TV, uh, criminal mysteries, mystery books? Did, I mean, did you have a kind of a uh, of a taste for this kind of universe before you started? Um, I mean, I read, you know, I mean, I read some Hardy Boys. Um, you know, of course, I grew up in the era of like when Law and Order was new right. and, and L.A. Law. I, I watched them, but I wasn't like like some people who watched them religiously. And so it was there. I, I think it was more that like my uncle would come home or I'd go to his house and, and we would talk and he would talk about different cases. And that made it interesting. And then, of course, like in high school, I took a business law class where we talked about the legal system. And, and so th there was that little part of me that was like, oh, this, you know, this could be interesting. Yeah. You know, Um and of course, but something different every day, and you you, you, would, you would have no idea day to day just how interesting it would be. Uh, we're speaking with Anthony Frizzalone, uh, who is the chief court reporter for the Eastern District of New York, and he uh, is a friend of Plaza College. Um, we've been talking about their school of court reporting, and of course, they graduated another class of reporters this last year. Um, Anthony, talk about the training and the education, how long it takes, and how quickly someone could really start seeing a change in their life. Well, school is supposed to be like two years, the, the actual program. So, you, so um, within two years, you could be out working. Again, th this is a skill. And so people acquire skills at different levels right? And, and at different rates of speed. So like for myself, I went, you know, to school full time, right? I was, you know, so I graduated from high school and went to this full time and it took me two and a half years. So, you know, you, you do get, we, we call it stuck, but that, that's probably like not really the right word. It's really more making that mind body connection. And so like once I made those connections, I flew through school. So it was just a matter of just overcoming whatever was going on and and getting through it. But I was hired. I graduated in February '94. I think I was hired by a, a core reporting firm like in November. So I had a job waiting for me. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and that's and, and, as we speak with the the folks at Plaza and some of the uh, graduates. That is increasingly the case. The need right now, friends, for those of you listening, um, is huge. Not not only in the courts. But in the private sector, Anthony Frizzalone, thank you so much for uh, jumping on with us. I think it's just helpful. You know, you, you mentioned getting to meet the court reporters for the first time and kind of hearing them talk about it. I think that that, as much as anything, 
helps uh, the people that listen to me understand the, the opportunity and the value here just to hear people like yourself that have done it for 30 years and really enjoy it. Uh, and friends, you could start, you could start a whole new chapter of your life. Uh, go to plazacollege.edu. That's plazacollege.edu and click on the court reporting program and get started. And they've got a two week kind of mini, mini course that you can start with that is absolutely free right there on the website, plazacollege.edu and get started today. Anthony Frizzalone, thank you so much. Thank you, Kevin, for having me on. Thank you you very much. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting the financial burden. As his loved ones mourned the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child he would never get to meet. So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. It's T, the number two, T.org. Hi, Kevin McCullough. It's back to school season and many students finish college without a clear path towards a career. Do you know a graduate in that position? Tell them about Plaza College's accelerated program in court reporting, which allows you to speed your way into the legal field and make great money without going to law school. This is an in-demand, lucrative career with flexibility that more people need to know about. I'm told district attorneys are in dire need of court reporters. Courts, schools, and television stations are all seeking these professionals to record and caption everything from depositions, classes, live shows, and sporting events. With the national shortage, NCRA partnered with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z, and it's being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. Sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. Attention taxpayers, ready for some bad news? With $80 billion in new funding from Congress, the IRS has launched their most aggressive hiring campaign ever to ramp up enforcement. If you're ignoring your taxes, don't delay another minute because your paycheck, your bank account, even your home or business could already be at risk. Now, here's the good news. Optima Tax Relief, America's number one tax relief firm, can get to work immediately, helping to protect you from the IRS. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, their tax attorneys and licensed professionals are experts at resolving tax problems. Let them help determine if you qualify for the Fresh Start Initiative or other powerful IRS tax assistance programs. Take control. Call Optima Tax Relief now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Brandon Tatum is next on AM 970, The Answer. Once more, from New York, Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. All right. Final few minutes. Uh, grateful to have you with us, uh, per usual. Um, and as we talk about legal stuff, uh, Imran Ansari will have more fun, more fun and hijinks with Imran. He he um, was busy with Mr. Dershowitz uh, today. So, final final legal story for tonight out of Texas. A judge there has ordered the state to remove a buoy barrier along the Rio Grande River. Now, the Rio Grande River is the southern border of Texas that connects with Mexico. Um, this judge, who is from the uh, Western District of Texas, said that they have to remove a thousand foot floating border barrier uh, by September 15th. 
Um, it's made up of orange buoys anchored by concrete blocks. Um, and they put it in the river to make it harder for people to get across the river because people are getting across the river to come into Texas illegally. And it's, they're not supposed to do that. I know that, I know that nobody fathoms this, but you're not supposed to just walk into the United States. There is a process by which you're allowed entry and just fly out of our country and come back through one of our ports at any of our airports here in the tri-state area. You'll find that out. You have to wait in line. They have to check your ID. They have to know who you are. That's the way you come into the United States. Um, the judge also said that Texas may not extend the barrier, which they had planned on doing. Um, and this is a part, this is all part of the state's efforts to cut down on immig illegal immigration in their state from a state level because the federal government has stopped doing anything to prevent illegal immigration. The governor of Texas, Mr. Abbott, Greg Abbott, announced immediately that he, he had appealed the decision. And he said, if I have to, I'll take this to the Supreme Court. He, here's what he said, Texas will appeal Today's court decision merely prolongs President Biden's willful refusal to acknowledge that Texas is rightfully stepping up to do the job that he should have been doing all along. And he's right. This The, the governor is right. The, the governor shouldn't have to be doing what he's doing, using state resources to protect its barrier, its border. That sh That is rightfully the job of the federal government. But what do you do when the federal government does not do its job? You're just gonna you're just gonna let chaos ensue. The only responsible thing that a governor a governor in his situation could do is exactly what he's doing. Start coming up with solutions, figure out workarounds, and it reminds me all the time. I I have this conversation with my kids all the time, especially my boys. Guys, you may do any number of things for your for your life. Your profession, your vocation could be any number of things. But at the end of the day, your job is two things. Think and solve problems. If you do that, then you're being a good human being. <laughs> Kevin McCullough, we'll see you next time. <laughs>